Again, it's my privilege to be with you uh, this evening for this Red Mass. I know it's always a special moment uh, in the life of any court system as you kick off a, a new season um, within um, the administration of law, within the court system and the like. And so um, it's a moment of grace. And so personally to all of you and to all of your co-workers, my own personal prayers uh, for God's blessing. Uh, it's not an easy time or an easy day, so to speak, to administer the law and to be impartial and to truly ask for the wisdom of Solomon in helping to walk that course. And so I ask God's abundant blessings upon all of you and all who work with you uh, in the administration of law. The majority of the commentators uh, that are mainstream, if you will, will often take the 15 verses of Mark's gospel that we just heard this weekend and automatically default to the whole divorce piece, the marriage and divorce piece. And it's my own inclination too, for many years, I worked in, the, in our uh, Metropolitan Tribunal and sadly dealt with the reality of marriages ending and uh, the annulment process and the like. But I think we need to be true to ourselves and in fairness, true to the, to the gospel that we just heard, because I don't know about you, but the whole thing didn't hinge on just the Lord's going back and forth with regards to marriage and divorce and Moses and all of those kinds of things. There were two groupings. There were two moments in the gospel that we just heard. Yes, the question of marriage and divorce, that always gets top billing for whatever reason. But then there's the second part, the fact that children were not being allowed to approach the Lord. They were being prohibited, as Mark states. The two are linked together for a reason. This is not an accident. Mark was just not some casual writer because everything in Mark, because of Mark's brevity, was to the point. Mark had a purpose. Each provides understanding and interpretation of the other in the gospel this weekend. Anything other than that is an artificial split. Perhaps two images will help you. Let's walk back. Let's revisit those scriptures as, account, as recorded by the evangelist Mark. Looking first at the piece on marriage and divorce. On the radio, in the newspaper, the internet, wherever you may search for information, it's easy to find many different types of compatibility and dating services. Not that I scout these out at all myself. I'm just saying I'm aware that they exist at this point, who would want me? Um, but anyway, any number of them boast of the tremendous success in helping single people 
find a partner. They all have their grabbing lines. They all have their draw to be the one that's going to help find the perfect mate. Now, quick sidebar. Does, of the couples that are here married, is your mate perfect, by the way? No public confessions. I'm just raising the question. But they claim. They claim to be able to find the perfect partner. But let's be honest, the fact remains that despite the success of these organizations, meeting one's soulmate by discovering several levels of compatibility is just one piece of the puzzle. <laughs> Are we compatible or not? Okay, let, maybe that might be the start for the conversation, but then there's the rest of life. I presume that's what I understand. That's what I'm told. Therefore, I think the Lord in this scripture, and hopefully the church in her wisdom, uses this weekend as at least one weekend where we take time as a church to lift up in prayer those who are married, to pray for married couples. How often do we do that? To pray for those who are preparing for marriage. How good are we at that? And there's the harsh reality to pray for those who are trying to recover from marriage. It's all part of life's walk, huh? That's the first piece. The second piece, Jesus in the house being prohibited from encounter with the children. And here I just want to take an image from this past year. Many parts of our own state, many parts of our country, have experienced extreme weather. Might have felt it on the way here to Mass tonight, the way the lightning was flashing. In some places, tropical storms and hurricanes. In other places, severe droughts. In the latter case, we heard about fields that were parched and brown from lack of rain. The crops lay dying and withering from thirst. People becoming desperate, looking for some relief, especially if this is your livelihood, if this is your future. Hot days turned into arid weeks. Now finally the rain comes, but it took its sweet time arriving. Well, as the story goes, in one small town in the south, the ministers of the local churches called for an hour of prayer in the town square. They thought, we're people of faith. Okay, let's turn to God. Let's put our trust where we claim to place our belief. And so they decided to gather on the following Saturday. They asked everyone, if you're able to come for prayer, wonderful. And when you come for prayer, Please bring an object of faith, an object that is an inspiration to you that reflects your faith. Well, at noon on the appointed day, the townsfolk gathered. With hope and anxiety, they prayed. They prayed that God would bless them with the much needed rain for their fields. 
The ministers were touched to see the variety of objects that people clung to. Crosses, crucifixes, Bibles, rosaries, icons, you name it, all sorts of religious regalia. And then, at the end of the hour of prayer, as if by divine command, a soft rain began to fall. Of course, cries of joy and gladness from the entire community, they waved their treasured objects in grateful praise to God for hearing them. But then it came. Then it came. From the middle of the crowd, one symbol of faith overshadowed all of the others. A nine-year-old girl stood there with her umbrella. Truly, it requires childlike faith to see God present and engaged in our everyday struggle to make sense out of the world in which we live. A world where people still go to war in the name of God, a place where children die regularly and senselessly in our own city streets and so many other things that make us wonder, perhaps, where is God? You see, children profess, or actually children possess, that simple, uncomplicated way of looking at life that deflates most of the convoluted logic of adulthood. The best conventional wisdom that we allegedly smarter adults invoke to rationalize and to justify the less than godlike things that I suppose we all do at times. It is that childlike sense of wonder at how remarkable and how good our world is in spite of the bad things that happen. It's still good. It's still worth saving. It still has incredible potential. Despite sometimes the humans that populate it. And so we gather this evening we gather as a community of faith, we gather in a special way for this Red Mass to celebrate the Eucharist. May we recapture, in whatever profession we find ourselves, may we recapture the simple, uncomplicated, and unencumbered faith of children that realize that if we're going to pray for rain, we had best bring along an umbrella.